0: Welcome to WPCast, the professional WordPress podcast for WordPress entrepreneurs. I'm David.
1: And I'm Doug. This is episode eight, the best WordPress form plugins.
0: So let's move on to the change log. What have you been up to, Doug?
1: I have posted a job posting on my site. You can find it at podwp.com slash apprentice, and we'll link up to that in the show notes. I'm looking for someone to... Join my team to help me out with the client work. So it's not going to be super technical, like you're not going to be doing PHP programming, but it's going to be doing some design work and updates, configuring plugins.
0: You mean it's going to be front-end development focused, like HTML and CSS, or is it more of a design role where somebody's spending all day in Photoshop? Or
1: Yeah, it's mostly going to be front-end and a, l- a little bit of design. If anybody is interested in the position for themselves or... If you think you know somebody who would be interested, send them over.
0: Is it completely location independent or
1: it doesn't matter where where you are in the world as long as you've got a good internet connection
0: right, which is also a big perk so so that means that you could travel around yeah. or you know move to Europe or Asia or wherever you want to be while while working in this position so Doug, who would you say is your ideal? applicant or who is this really for
1: i guess the ideal candidate would be somebody who's had a little bit of experience doing some sites for clients already but wants to travel and especially if if somebody's going to be in uh, chiang mai thailand by any chance then i'm going to be there later in the year and you know that's by no means a requirement to be there but it would be a nice bonus if somebody uh would be able to work with me in person
0: yeah you know, a couple of years ago, I would have loved to apply for something like that. The whole travel aspect of it is would be really attractive to me.
1: Yeah, you know, the way I wrote the description and what I'm offering is basically what would have been really appealing for me a few years ago. So nice. That's the motivation behind it. And basically, I, you know, I've gotten a pretty stable amount of incoming work and I want to be able to handle more and be able to respond to my customers faster. Nice. So
0: You're basically starting to scale.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, I probably could have done a lot earlier and I have tried doing it earlier. You know, now it's at the point where, you know, it's a necessity to uh, to scale. Great. And the other thing I wanted to mention is if anybody happens to be going to WordCamp, uh, New York, which should be the weekend after this episode airs, then I'll be there and, you know, hit me up on Twitter or email. Uh, My Twitter is Doug underscore Ewan. So if anybody... Uh, listening happens to be going there. It would be great to meet you.
0: In other news, we were featured on a couple blogs. In particular, um, we were featured on WP Tavern, which means that a WP Cast was you know, showing up in the back end of millions of WordPress sites around the world. And we were also written up on WP Shot. So thanks. Also being mentioned on the sites had a pretty... Nice impact on our download stats. At this point, we're at around 3,000 downloads. So um, we're pretty excited about that. Thanks again to you know everybody downloading and listening. We've also just uh, released our new logo, uh, which is also going to be the album art that shows up in iTunes when you're listening to this podcast. So... Since we are claiming to be the professional WordPress podcast, I think it was about time that we had a logo that looked a little bit more professional than something that I hacked together using my graphic design tool in five minutes or so. We also got a couple of new five star iTunes reviews. We got the reviews from Ollie, T. Grief, Ruiz, Third Eye Photos, and JRock app. Thanks so much, guys.
1: So we also got a voicemail question on our website. Hi, hey guys. My name is Travis. And I'm interested in finding out what you think about the reporting options with WooCommerce. I've have several clients that are running WooCommerce and are having issues with the way that the reports lay out. And so there's a couple of different paid options. And I really want to know if you guys have anybody that's got experience with sort of in-depth reporting for WooCommerce. Thanks. Thanks, Travis, for leaving the first voicemail that we've gotten on the site. So Travis asked us about WooCommerce reporting. We do have a a couple of tips that might point you in the right direction.
0: First thing I would recommend is I would hit up Patrick from speaking in Bytes and linking him up in the show notes. Patrick basically works for WooThemes and spends all his day working with WooCommerce. And he's also writing a book about WooCommerce. So I would recommend you hit him up and he might have some better information. The other tips that I have is I've been using reporting and dashboards in my business and also back in the day in clients' businesses heavily. So one thing I recommend is to check out Google Analytics dashboards. And there's a couple of pre-made dashboards that you can set up in your Google Analytics. One of them is called the perfect Google Analytics e-commerce dashboard. Um, We're linking to that in the show notes and basically you just like go in there and you click on there and it automatically sets up a great dashboard featuring all your most important e-commerce related activities. The other thing is that I've just published a blog post on the FedCAD apps blog about dashboards and why you should build a business dashboard using Google Spreadsheets. Um, That's not completely e-commerce focused, but it's more about building a kind of 40,000 put a few points off everything that's happening in your business and building a dashboard in Google Spreadsheets using various APIs. So check that out as well.
1: Hope that helps. All right. So let's get into the core of this week's episode. Pretty much every website is going to need a form. And you don't want to just put your email address on there. You want to have something that's professional. So we're going to discuss the best solutions in our experience for uh, setting up a WordPress plugin for forms on your website. Okay
0: so the first thing is that there's a lot of themes that already have very basic contact forms built straight into the theme generally we as plugin developers are not big fans of themes including features that should clearly be part of plugins such as contact forms uh, within within the theme because it's just usually like leads to bad user experience and usually they're just kind of like half-assed implementations that being said though, if you need a very, very basic and you just want a contact form that and you don't care about being able to customize any fields, then some of the themes, such as Woo themes, might have some you know built in form that's that's okay. But we wouldn't really recommend going down that route. Um next thing on our list is contact form seven. Doug, what's your experience with contact form seven?
1: So this seems to be the form that uh, most people start out with when learning WordPress and setting up new sites and without a lot of experience. And it's probably because it's it's free and it's uh, one of the most common plugins to set up. It does work, but the UI isn't that great. So doing anything more than just asking for like name, email, subject, and message can get a little bit complicated. And it's also not as reliable as some of these other alternatives. One of the things I remember is that... The data, when somebody submits a form, it gets emailed to you, and it doesn't get logged anywhere else. So if there's a problem with either your email or sending an email through WordPress, which is often not recommended, or you know just relying on that, uh, so if there's a problem with that, then you could lose that form submission altogether.
0: Yeah. So I think this plugin is it's just really, really popular, and it has like something crazy, like 8 million downloads or something like that. It's probably one of the most downloaded WordPress plugins out there. And I think that's why it remains uh, being so popular because it's like everybody uses it and it's like ranking really well in the plugin directory. And the user interface is, as you said, it's kind of bad. It's a little bit confusing. You kind of need to write some text that uh, automatically is you know translated to a form. So it, it's just like a, the thing with it is there's better free alternatives. So at this point... It's not necessarily a bad plugin, but it's just better free alternatives. And I just don't really see any reason um, why you would want to use this plugin. Do you, do you agree, Doug?
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. One of the ones that we're going to talk about first is Ninja Forms, which, David, I think you have a fair amount of experience with that one.
0: Yeah, so, quick, uh, disclaimer: uh, um we are currently developing a paid add-on for Ninja Forms that integrates Ninja Forms with Zapier. So, you know, take everything that I say with a grain of salt. But, yeah... I've installed Ninja Forms on a couple of sites, and I'm a big fan of it. It's completely free. It's been getting a lot of downloads on WordPress as well, uh, .org as well. so it's only been around for a couple of years, but it's it's getting a lot of traction, and it seems to be growing exponentially. And I think one of the reasons that is that it has a really nice user interface, unlike Contact Form 7. It's also really developer-friendly, so they have like tons of you know hooks where you can extend the plugin easily to make it do whatever you want it to do. The plugin is truly open source, so I think there's a lot of development going on, and there's like probably 20 developers also contributing to it. So it's really a true open source project, and they are positioning themselves as the contact form plugin of the WordPress community.
1: So another great thing about Ninja Forms is that there's a lot of these paid extensions, so you can do almost anything. and there's a lot of different things that you can configure Ninja Forms to do.
0: Yeah, so that's how the pricing model works. They've got the free plugin. It's completely free, and you can customize it to your liking. But in order to save you know, development time, there's a bunch of integrations that you can just um, buy. And they're pretty reasonably priced, you know, like $30, $40 based on whatever you want it to do. So the next thing on our list is Gravity Forms, which is a pure paid product. Doug, you're a big fan and use of Gravity Forms, right?
1: Yeah, so I've been using Gravity Forms for a while. And I haven't used Ninja Forms, so I I can't do a clear comparison. But um, from what I can tell, they seem like pretty similar solutions. You know, they're just uh, the way things are organized and the pricing is a little bit different depending on what, what it is that you need. So Gravity Forms is a premium plugin where you basically you pay based on the number of sites that you need to use it on. And which of the extensions that you need. So there's some different pricing tiers, and uh, like if you get the developer license, you you can use it on unlimited sites, and you get all of the add-ons. For example,
0: so Gravity Forms is starting at around forty dollars, right? But I think the kind of license, and the kind of license where you can really actually do. Interesting stuff with it is starting at that's the ninety nine dollar plan, right? Um that's the one where you have a lot of integrations with like MailChimp and, you know, Sapier and CRMs and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And then there's the uh, developer license, which is the one that I use where it's unlimited and I think that starts at around two hundred dollars. So with these licenses you you get upgrades and support for the first year and then you renew fifty percent of the original price
0: it's probably safe to say that gravity forms is probably the biggest premium wordpress plugin out there right like they've been around for years and they're probably the biggest wordpress premium plugin out there probably Probably. i mean i'm not sure about the revenue numbers but when you think of wordpress premium plugins like the first thing that comes to mind is gravity
1: forms yeah at least in uh you know, in terms of being a kind of a standalone product, there's a lot of other plugins out there that are doing really well, and you know, of course, you've got WooCommerce, but that's part of uh, themes and a bit of a different model.
0: Yeah. So we've just discussed some of the main plugin options. What, what's the bottom line here, Doug? What do we recommend?
1: So if you're just going with a simple contact form, then Ninja Forms will probably do what you need, and it'll be free. So you can go and you can test it out and you don't really have have to worry about if it's going to work?
0: If you want to do some custom development and there are not any existing extensions for what you want to do, but you want some really custom job, I would also recommend going down the Ninja Forms route. As I said, it's very developer-friendly. It's very well-documented. You're going to find it very easy to extend Ninja Forms and make it do whatever you want it to do. Uh, What about users with more
1: complex requirements? For more complex requirements, uh, Ninja Forms or Gravity Forms, depending on what features you need and how many sites you want to use it on. If you're going to be using it on a ton of sites with a lot of the add-ons, then Gravity Forms will probably probably be more cost-effective. But if you only need one add-on or or none at all, then Ninja Forms will probably be more cost-effective.
0: So I think one advantage of Ninja Forms is that At this point, they probably have more extensions and can do more things than Gravity Forms just because they're really fostering the developer community around the product. So they've got probably 20 different developers making extensions. So you can probably do more with it. And as Doug said, I would really recommend looking at your use cases and what you exactly want your contact form plugin to do. And then I would look at the features of Gravity Forms and Ninja Forms and do the math of what's going to be more cost-effective because with Ninja Forms, you have to buy extensions for every single feature that you need. While Gravity Form, with the $100 plan, just kind of like scoops everything together into one package. So it might be cheaper if you want to do a lot of different things with it. So there's a couple really good blog posts that have in-depth comparisons between Gravity Forms and Ninja Forms that tell you exactly in which kind of scenarios you should uh, which plugin? So we're linking up to those in the show notes. And another interesting piece of content that we're linking to in the show notes is the Ninja Forms yearly report of the year 2013. So they're very transparent, talking about how many downloads they're getting, how much revenue they're making, and you know where this year their business heading. So um, I think that should give you a good idea of what the guys from Ninja Forms are up to.
1: All right. So we'll go into the tips and tricks for this week's episode. So my plugin tip for the week is this plugin called Post Snippets. What this lets you do is to make repeatable content that you can reuse in a in a shortcode and you can basically create your own shortcodes with this. And it's just it's a lot faster than writing out the PHP code and you don't have to go and mess with uh creating a new plugin.
0: So you can like create like a shortcut button or something like that like that fits in with your site
1: yeah so it's probably a bit hard to explain without actually uh, you, you know looking at the plugin page and seeing the screenshots and stuff but um one of the things I use this for is uh when I'm creating buttons and columns, I, I use a plugin called shortcodes Ultimate mm-hmm. so I'll often use the same configuration for the buttons and columns and stuff that will include or enclose a certain content.
0: So I'm just looking at it right now. So basically, this is a snippet. So you can basically, you can add your shortcode and then the shortcode is being replaced by whatever HTML or PHP code you defined to to be there.
1: And you can actually use shortcodes inside this. So you can have, you know, basically nested shortcodes. One of the ways I use it is if there's a certain button configuration that I like to use... And I want to be able to change it throughout the whole site. I can call this uh, button shortcode and specify all the parameters. But then I could make a post snippet with a shortcode and just call it button and use that everywhere. And then when I want to change the parameters of how this shortcode is being used everywhere else on the site, I can change it in the post snippets menu instead of having to go in and and change those parameters on on every page.
0: Ah, interesting. Yeah, so I'm I'm not sure I can really think of any use case where I would want to use it right now, my own site, and it, I think you're very best really checking out the plugin page as well um, to to get like a good understanding of what kind of stuff you can do with it. But it looks like a really good plugin, and it's got really good reviews. It's got like a 4.9 out of five star rating, seventy four five star reviews.
1: Yeah, you know, it's practically perfect reviews, which is. uh pretty strange, but it is a bit hard to wrap your head around. It it took me a while to really understand what it could be used for and, you know, when it makes sense to use it.
0: Cool. So my tip this week is a web app called focusatwill.com. And what Focus at Will does, it basically plays like music that is scientifically proven to help you focus and concentrate better. So kind of think of it as like, something like Spotify, but specifically for music that makes you more productive. So all the music in there is instrumental. um, There's no singing and it just really helps you be more productive. I'm a premium subscriber. It's pretty cheap, like for a very low yearly rate, you can subscribe. And I think when you do that, you get like more channels and like more music. And I think it's totally worth it. So I'm listening to it every day when I'm working. Yeah, couldn't be happier with it. I'd highly recommend it.
1: So is this all streaming?
0: It's all streaming. They've also got like mobile apps, but it's all streaming, so you have to be connected to the internet for it to work.
1: Cool. All right, so that's it for this episode. You can leave a comment or voicemail, and you can find the show notes with links at wpcast.fm. If you like this episode, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye-bye.